Welcome to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Multiple opportunities for you to head out to Las Vegas for the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Festival. Your first one will be at 8 o'clock this morning. Your second one at 9 o'clock as we will be starting New Tour Tuesday for you at 9 o'clock. That brought to you by Hard Rock Roxino there. New Nicki Minaj, new Jake Owen, new Allison Chains, which I'm pretty excited about. Now, Allison Chains was probably... They're probably my second favorite band out of that Seattle thing. I, uh... I was a big Screaming Trees fan, but out of like Nirvana and Soundgarden and all that stuff, I was probably leaning more towards an Alice in Chains fan. Now, I know Lane Staley no longer with the band, obviously, having lost his life. They got, you know, a new uh, lead singer for about a decade now. And, but he's pretty good. Oh, yeah. And if you like, have, he's good. If you haven't gotten over that at this point, then you know what I you. mean? Yeah. What, what, what are they supposed to do? do? Have we confirmed that we, we have that as playable? Okay. I okay. have it. Okay. I have it. And the thing about certain bands like that is some bands can move forward after a loss like that and some can't. Now, I would have told you while Lane Staley was alive, no, because of how iconic his voice sounded. But they found a way to move forward without him. Now, I don't think they'll ever be what they, you know what I mean? Like, But I mean... Well, they headlined one of the nights at Rock on the Range, didn't they? I mean, they're still kind of at that level. Yeah, I was going to say they're still certainly one of the one of the bands when they put something out. I think most rock fans are paying attention. Sure. So, it, at the very least, they've 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 got their own credibility there. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. There's some bands you can do it with, and some bands you can't. And I don't know what that line is or or where it makes the difference. But I mean, this one worked. Also, we have a pair of tickets for uh, Breaking Benjamin, Five Finger Death Punch. That show September 9th out at Blossom. We'll get you into that as well. That will be another good night of, uh, of shows. Uh, Five Finger Death Punch. Now, again, like I'll knock those guys, and I'll make fun of the Monster Energy drinks, and I'll eat all that stuff. But at the end of the day, those guys do make music people enjoy. Like I just watched concert videos the other night. I mean, dude, they... There's something about what Five Finger does that they just know how to do it. Yeah, I mean, not reinventing the wheel every time no. they make a record, but nor do what I expect them to. Um, there's probably neither a did bit, ACDC or Pearl Jam. There's probably a little bit of of you know you don't want to tell people or anything like yo you have to stay in your lane, but like sometimes like staying in your lane and being really good at that. Sometimes all you need to do there. I think we do need to get back to telling people to stay in their lane. I think people thinking that they're an expert across all things now, and you know everybody, you know the, the rise of the individual, and I can do anything now is what's part of the problem. It's not that I don't want you to deviate outside of what you normally do, but keep giving me that. If that's what your strength is, if that's what I know you for, if that's what you are, is like you know five do finger both. death punch, right? Well, and, and and focus on what you know, play to your strengths, and like try to improve your weaknesses. But I don't need a ballad from five finger. Death punch dude i need you know see i want to say that but i mean battleborn ballad probably one of their biggest songs right i don't know i don't know what their biggest hit if are. i was picking out five finger death punch mixtape that's probably not making it to, really to me. that's probably no i mean I, they gotta play it at, at shows right yeah you probably do but that's for me i'd much rather have you playing something aggressive going for it you know is it wrong side of heaven that's kind of like a ballad, although I think that song was big in the moment, and then I'm not sure it's necessarily still big in their catalog. And they do sort of weird stuff where it's like you'll you'll Wrong Side of Heaven still has its moments yeah, it of does. you it know does. what I mean. There's there's they get back to what they're good at. Yeah, it's ballad adjacent, but there's but there's enough stuff in there. Man, we're gonna listen to a lot of music today, are we? Yeah, yeah, because there's a dude, there's a record that got broke. We'll actually get that here a little later in the six o'clock hour. I was surprised to see that, and I can't believe that happened. I'm actually, that's one of those things that I would have strongly predicted that there's no way this could have been broken like that because of the way the world works now, and uh, I, I would have been dead wrong on it. 
Uh, so we'll do that. Hugh Jackson uh, had some interesting things to say about a couple of his coordinators getting into it. Obviously, hard knocks. That you know, you get another episode tonight. Can't wait. Going to go home, take a nap, get ready for that. But apparently, uh, a couple of the coordinators got into it. Todd Haley and uh, Greg Williams, and it was all about hitting Baker Mayfield. And uh, I, I guess you know Todd Haley said, you know, good teams don't hit the quarterback in practice. And he's right. Todd Haley's right. That's what good teams d- don't do. You don't do that in practice. And then Greg Williams had said, well, then block him. No. Sorry. No. Todd Haley's right. You don't hit the quarterback on the same team. You don't hit the quarterback in practice. I, I, dude, you learn that in Wee football. Difference between backup quarterback and quarterback quarterback? No, because I don't buy the backup quarterback. Okay. If if Baker Mayfield is seriously going to sit all year, I don't think you play him two quarters in the first preseason game for this year. If he's not the plan, then why aren't we looking to see what's in the other two quarterbacks and more of of Tarad Taylor, oh, who, who have been corrected now? Uh, because I feel like you you know who your starter is. Um, you know Brogan's not going to play. You know who Drew Stanton is. He doesn't need those reps. If anybody needs the reps, it's going to be the dude who's not playing at all this year. Oh, I, I, you and I will disagree here. For for me, we, we used six quarterbacks two years ago. So I want to see what the guy who they tell me is second up, I want to see what he looks like right now. And if Baker Mayfield's not playing until next year, I he's got plenty of time to get the reps. What does he get him against the Giants for? That's like taking polling data today and then telling me it will hold in the next presidential election. What's that going to do for me? Because it's preseason football, and that's so, like to me that's just well, you're not going to you're not going to have your, your your starter out there for minutes. Well, then you might as well throw your second dude out there. I see. That's what I'm saying. I, I think I think Baker Mayfield is so much closer to starting for the Browns than what we're being told. I, I I there's I don't know why you highlight him that long if the if if the whole thing is hey fan base you're not seeing him for a year then premiering him out there for two quarters game one is not the way to go about quieting down a controversy. So uh, we'll get into a little bit more of what Hugh had to say about his coordinators that coming up at seven o'clock. I think he's taking the wrong approach, but that's just me. And I've been a Hugh and I've been a Hugh apologist. I can't believe it. It's been one episode of Hard Knocks, and they've right. already got me on the Hugh Jackson can't coach thing. One one episode of Hard Knocks and one preseason game, and I you really have over won. the past week. Over the past and they week, won. There, there's been there's been a change here, and like I uh, I'm, I'm a little surprised to see it. No, you, I, well, you know what I think it might be is that I think the roster looks better. Obviously, we got a real GM in there now. Right. There's an offensive coordinator. Like now, it might be more time of like, dude, how many pieces are we legitimately away? Everybody's starting to talk about the Browns. Have you noticed that? You watch like national sports shows, and they're talking like, dude, the most improved team, most improved quarterback situation. Uh, there was a ex Pittsburgh Steeler. Forgive me, I forget his name. Uh, yesterday, it was like, dude, that team's going to be dangerous. Um. Probably at least a little bit just because it's like, well, boy, that's going to be the story. You know what I mean? If you're early on that, you're going to look like a genius. Um, but, yeah, dude, they're substantially better. And if that's the case, you're going to start seeing coaching deficiencies more For and sure. more. And I guess that's that's what we're seeing with you right now. And on top of that, if you're going to be the national story, guess what you're not going to be able to stop either? Baker Mayfield from hitting the field. Everybody likes being the pretty girl at prom, dude. And when everybody's talking about you and to keep everybody talking, what are you going to do? You're going to put Baker Mayfield in the game. Everybody likes being the pretty girl at the prom. Ask me to dance. Dance with me. Look at this dress I bought. Dude, when you buy the dress, you're going to want to wear the dress. That's the way it works. I I just, I, I hope not. I think you should sit more. But I think the fact that you highlighted him that far, 
But who knows? They're letting him get hit in practice. So who knows? Maybe you know. What I mean? Maybe they aren't planning on playing him. A record got broken in the music industry that if you would have told me a week ago, I'd have been like, no, there's no way that's going to happen. But it did. And I can't believe who broke this record. That's next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream come. 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. 7.30. We'll uh, send you to see Breaking Benjamin. Also, Five Finger Death Punch, part of that show out of Blossom, September 9th. Man, is that a good one. Also, 8 and then 9 o'clock. Also, send you out to Las Vegas for the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Festival. That will be really good. Back-to-back night shows. Uh, put you up in a nice hotel. Get you out of Ohio for a little while. Send you uh, to my second home, Las Vegas. Good times. You know what's crazy? I don't get to go. No, you don't. We've done like 12 of these, dude. I got family that lives there. It's my second home, and I don't get to go. They wouldn't even have to put you up. They could just send you out there, give you tickets. You would make it happen. Oh, yeah, for sure. Stay at my brother's house. Right. It's about 15 minutes from the strip. North. Right. I uh, I know Legal Weed's out there for the free iHeartRadio Music Festival award show, festival pool thing. It will be indeed. Yeah. Legal it was weed. last time I was there. I actually uh, I, I, I went to the dispensaries. In and out, like 10 minutes. It was super quick. Okay. Super quick. It felt weird. It felt weird. It was like, wait a minute, this is like dish soap now? Like, I'm just, I'm, I'm like, I'm just allowed to leave? And then, but like, it's, but it's, it, it, they still gave you enough of the criminal element to make me feel like, dude, this is still cool. And not like parent approved. It's because it was still came in like a vacuum pack, like steel bag, like white bag. Like you couldn't see inside of it. That's a part of it for sure. Oh, it's yeah. like doing something you're not supposed to be doing. That, the ritual of it, the breaking of it up of it, the rolling, yeah, all of it. It's I mean, all that, part that's, of it. that's why, like, going down to the basement to do it, it's like, yeah, man, this is, man, this is supposed to be like, this is something you're supposed to hide here. Plus, that's the way Kelso and Hyde did it, so that, yeah, that's what you do. Which is interesting. You know that show, that 70s show? Yeah. You know that show's on, like, a, a network called, like, the Family Channel? Like, there's, like, a family channel. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they show that 70s show, and then there's dudes just sitting down there in the basement smoking weed on, like, the family channel. And they were never discreet about it. I don't think they were ever in your face like, yo, here's weed, but there was more than enough, like, innuendo. It's like sex jokes on TV, where if you're watching a show with your kids and they don't know what it is, they're not going to laugh. The parent will chuckle. But once you've had any experience whatsoever, you know exactly what they're doing. And then, so it's just like, but still, I was like a head scratch. I was like, this is the family channel. Did you see those pictures of 70s weed that they've been going around the internet recently? It was like the High Times Best Buds from the 1977 edition. And dude, it was just like, I was looking at it and I'm like, oh my god, dude, what a difference we have in marijuana now. I was born in the wrong era. Right, dude, you want to talk about that? Dude, hell no, dude. Weed is much, much, much better today. Really? You want to go go back to swag, weed, and pubic hair? You really? You were born in the wrong era? (laughs) You leave me right here. Good weed, lack of pubic hair. I'm liking it. I'm liking it a lot. This is a uh, this is a good time to be alive. I don't care who's president. This is a good time to be alive. It is a strange time to be alive, though. I I I, I, I would admit that. As uh, if you would have so if you would have said to me last year that this record is going to get broke next year, I said no, it won't. How are you even going to do that now? Because all I ever hear is how nobody can do this anymore. But Post Malone, White Iverson, I guess is like one of the one of the other names. He's a uh, he's a, he's a well, is he a rapper? I, that's the thing, dude. It's like, what is he? He is credited as a rapper, but he's almost a singer. 
like he never really like goes in like aggressively rapping. He's never. It's always just like. Is that rapping? No. Okay. Now, when I worked at the Agora, there were shows where I was like, oh, something's different. And I showed up. He played the Agora, and I remember people telling me he sold it out in like mere minutes. And I was like, okay, well, I was like, whatever. Then I get there, and there was, I mean, dude, hundreds of kids wrapped around the side of the building. And, dude, he played in the middle of winter. It was freezing. Dude, they were sitting on the pavement outside the Agora waiting for him. And I get there. I got there at 4.30 in the afternoon and started sitting the bar up. Wow, and they're already there? No. Dude, the, the security told me, dude, they've been here since noon. So that's wow. welcome to being young and not knowing how concerts work. That kid wasn't going to hit the stage until 9.30 that night. What the hell are you doing there so early? But that's when I knew. I was like, okay, well, he's something. I don't know what he is, but he's something because he's making people do that. Remember being young and caring about things? Yes. And being like, oh, dude, I don't care. Yes. I'll stand out in the freezing cold for eight hours. Who cares? Yeah, after 35, you don't even care about your family. <laughs> Drive them all off a cliff. Post Malone. I don't care about my brother. Are you kidding me? Go to the Agora to see a rapper? I won't go to Thanksgiving. <laughs> but they were wrapped around the side of the building for this kid. And I was like, okay, well, he must be something. I didn't know much about him. And then I started listening to him. I got to be honest with you. Like, the song you're hearing in the background right now, Rockstar, I don't really hate it. It's okay. It's, I mean, there's something. Doesn't, I don't know. It's not like, ew, turn that off. It's not terrible. But he broke a record held by Michael Jackson. It's not. Okay. It's, it's not Young Boys Head Sex With. It's not, okay. it's not that. It's not a, not a record you'd want there. But apparently Thriller had been on the charts 76 weeks or something. Of course. I mean... For like 34 years, Michael held that record. Well, and you've got to think. I mean, once again, we talk about like celebrity in the in the 80s and, and eras before. But like, think about how hard it was to have a hit record. Where like nowadays, dude, a record will go number one. And by three weeks later, dude, it's down to number nine. Like that happens all the time. Country music, hip hop music. Like, That's true. In the mid 80s. When if you like a like a star like Michael, not one hit wonders, but a star like Michael, if he had a number one hit, it was a number one hit for you dominated for a while. Well, because you had the long come up and then you had the long come back down. Right. Like that's that's how things worked and back then. Right. But nowadays, dude, you'll see stuff spike so quickly it'll go and then right back down. Yeah. It's just that's the nature of, of 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 disposable music we live in now. So apparently Post Malone put out a record in twenty sixteen called Stony. Yeah. And it has now the most weeks spent in the top 10 on the R&B and hip-hop albums chart at now 77 weeks on the chart. He's just now edged out Michael Jackson. But, dude, this is... I mean, dude, nobody buys records. So how the hell is he doing that? Is it digital download bought purchases or well, streams? Still, or? I mean, you're you're. I mean, it's it's the album. It's we're not talking the songs on the chart. The album, album. Stony is on the chart. So, dude, he's moving units. That's the only way to calculate this. Yeah, Whitney Houston self titled was at sixty four weeks. Sorry, the Black Eyed Peas, the end or the end, whatever, was sixty three weeks. Stony seventy seven. This dude's moving units in the era where you don't. Even in Black IPs, that was ten years ago. So right. it's like, of course, there was still CDs being sold. Even like buying, buying like you like the record as opposed to just streaming. Yeah, I, but dude, that is that's super impressive. How the I hell? hate this dude, and that's super impressive. Now, what am I listening to right now? This is better now. This is definitely like his new big song. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
I remember that guy, when he just played in Cleveland that that video went, went um, pretty viral of him playing. Yeah, hold on, it'll kick in like the chorus is coming here. You probably think that you are better now. Because he's not around. Yeah. Not a rapper though, dude. This isn't rapping to me. Like I'm surprised you don't like him. Hate like, the dude. Hate the dude. Fifteen years ago, you know I would have been all in, dude. But now, can't yeah. stand him. I gotta tell you, dude, Rockstar, I kind of like. I this one, I don't know. You know what it is? And I shouldn't knock this because rock bands do it all the time. I just talked about it earlier with Five Finger Death Punch, Pearl Jam, and ACDC. He just seems to kind of make the same song over and over. But I mean, welcome to musicians, right? I mean, that's what they do. This is a a big one he had too. It was Psycho. Yeah, that seems to be one that everybody keeps talking about in my mentions. Yeah. Um, I don't know, dude. It's all garbage to me, though. Like, I, I'm not. I hate all new music, young music. Oh, dude, this new rap, it's all no, terrible. I'm not, that guy. I'm not that guy, but I just fundamentally do not get Post Malone, dude. Don't get it. I, uh, well, I, I hear a lot of people complain about him and G Easy because he's another like a uh, white rapper that uh, they feel like there's a whitewashing going on in hip hop right now. Um, and what that other kid's in trouble? That Takashi Six Nine kid's He's in trouble. He's awful, dude. And apparently, dude, there's some sex video that he had, and they're th- saying now it might be rape and banging fourteen year olds and stuff like that, oh, dude. Is that what yeah, that was? yeah, that Takashi Six Nine dude's terrible too. There's yeah. good rap still, dude. I'm not trying to be that guy, but like, mm. all right, laying on me, good rap right now. Uh, the new J Cole record I liked a lot. Yeah, I like, that was good. I, I like Chance the Rapper a lot. I like Run the Jewels a lot. Yeah, they're really um, good. There's there's plenty of examples. Um, Zarface is really good. There's yeah. a, there's a million examples of good stuff happening right now. It's just not the popular stuff, I guess. Well, that's always been right, true, though. Right. That's always been true. I stand firm. I've said this. I think it was last week on the show where it's like, if you want to find out when you got old. Finish the sentence. They stopped making good music in, yeah, and that's when you can find out when you when you turned old. So I think they're still doing it, but it's all about what you're. You know what it is? It's not that nobody, dude. Nobody stopped making anything. It's that you stopped having the time to find it. Is really what happened, and the avenues at which you used to find it no longer do right that for you. Right, the record store is not there anymore. Right. You can't go flip records. And- well, I was more talking about us, but, <laughs> but yeah, the record store is the one. Yeah, goddamn Tower Records. If they were just there on the corner. You can find all the new music you wanted. Something else is going to happen uh, that is going to make... Uh, honestly, there's something else you're not a fan of. This is the... You know what? It's the anti-Fantone <laughs> hour. Here we go. Actually, something he will not be a fan of, and I will. That's next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Send you out to Vegas, 8 o'clock. 2018 iHeartRadio Music Festival. Back-to-back nights of shows in Vegas. Get you out of Ohio for a little while. Good stuff. Sending you my uh, my second home. My mom will pick you up from the airport. She will. She'll be there. My brother will punch you. <laughs> the whole Sansbury family experience, yeah. dude. Yeah. They're going to be your, your hosts. They're going to be your tour guides through the town. Dude, what if trips... <laughs> <laughs> Listen to this. Don't hear me out. No. What, what, if, what if trips to the iHeartRadio Music Festival were done National Lampoon style with my fan? Oh, my dear God. That would be uh, that would be one hell of an experience. No, we'll send you out to Vegas twice this morning. Once at 8, once again at 9. Also, 9 o'clock is New Tour Tuesday. All right. Uh, Phantom's not going to be happy about this. All right. You're not. And... I always find this very interesting about you because I wouldn't have I would have never guessed this about you. 
but you're a little anti-animal. As a person that's got two cats, you're a little anti-animal. I'm not anti-animal. I just don't let my feelings get in the way of what I think about animals. You would eat dogs, I, I believe. Would, I would eat dogs. There's no question about it, because at the end of the day, oh, at the end of the day, a I dog... I can't believe you feel comfortable saying that. A dog is no different than any other animal to me. Just okay, like I, I, would eat, right. I would eat cat, I would eat dog, as long as they're raised in like... A situation where they were raised for it. Now, I don't want to like take your dog away from you and eat <laughs> and your eat dog right. in front of you. All right. I understand that. I don't want to eat but my cats. If but canine restaurant opened today in Belden, you're eating it. Yeah, dude. The concept of an animal life is worth an animal life or is worth an animal life. So whether it's cute, ugly, whatever, if a cow is the same thing as a dog to me, in which really they kind of are. Like I, I, I now look. Here's the thing. I wish I had solid arguments to tell you why you're wrong in that. I don't. I I don't get where my hypocrisy comes from. We're top of the food chain, and one of the things I always say is people who are like, "Oh my God, Jimmy John's, they're killing the the giraffes. The guy's going out there and killing giraffes." And I'm like, he serves goddamn ham sandwiches. <laughs> what 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 difference does this make? That's, here, that's, 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 a, that's a fair point. As long as it's not endangered, and as long as it's not unnecessary suffering. I mean, I don't want animals to be like abused. I don't want the Sarah McLaughlin commercials to be you electrocuted. Know, Dogs is no, bad. Right. Okay. No, 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 right. no. Yeah, but, okay. you know. So, no dog fighting. Right. If I'm okay with it, but if I'm okay with a cow being killed for my shoes, I have to be okay with a dog being killed to eat it. I wish I had a good argument against it, but I don't. Okay. But Governor John Kasich signed House Bill 263. This will go into effect in October. And okay. basically, what this is, is people can now have their dogs on patios in restaurants and bars. So, like, you go up to the patio, and a nice, you know, Friday night, you're sitting there drinking a couple of IPAs, you can have your pooch on uh, on the patio, and I don't hate it. This is a, this is the things that you'll see restaurants, and sometimes they'll do, like, special events, and they'll get people out with their dogs. Dude, restaurants are trying to do everything. Uber helped. But, dude, the rise of the DUI was killing restaurants and bars. It was killing it. And so, dude, these people are just trying to do everything they can to get you to leave your goddamn living rooms to go. Come to their places to buy their cheese sticks, dude, because they need they need you to do it. And if dogs are the thing that do it, I, I don't have so much of a problem with this because to me this is very much things will sink or swim on their own accord here. If this is popular enough and there's enough patios and restaurants that want to do this and people want to be a part of this, then you'll find your way with your dog. Now, I don't think every restaurant is necessarily going to rush to do this, especially like corporate ones. Nor do they have to, right. So, so with that being said, okay, this is free market happening right here, and if it turns into so much of a problem where I go to a place and I'm like, alright, well, let's go sit out outside on the patio, and there's dogs slobbering all over my food, and there's dogs barking and fighting and stuff, I won't go back to that restaurant so eh, all right i'm okay with this i don't have a problem no i love it and guys let me tell you why you need to love this welcome back now to the rise of meeting people in public oh okay welcome back to that now okay guys you go to a bar on friday night you sit there at the bar by yourself you have two beers but you got a really good looking dog with you guess what happens now oh my god can i pet your dog hey do you know and then next thing you know now you're off at the races Welcome now to having sex with people you met that night again, not just like digital pictures on Tinder. Welcome to like having conversations with people in public again. What a great idea. Anything that gets you out and social and makes you talk to people you didn't know yesterday, I like. Do they have a rollout on this? Do we know when this is happening? October, Can I ju- you have to be up on your like um, okay. uh, on your vaccinations for the dog and all that stuff. You have to be up on okay. all that stuff, obviously. Okay. Uh, yeah, you, you you have to be current on all vaccinations under the bill. Are dogs are are businesses going to be allowed to discriminate based on breed? 
Oh, it does not say that here. If I want to say no pit bulls, and I know that's going to be, people are going to lose their minds here, but if I want to say no pit bulls, no Dobermans, no, you know. Cain Corso is another one people are afraid of. Right. You know what I'm saying? Can Can I do that? Well, it's going to be uh, that'll be interesting, and they probably would have to. It does not say that here, um, but my guess is is that yes, um, uh, because there are certain areas where they can tell you you can't own that dog and live in the neighborhood. So if they can do that, if they can tell me I can't have it in my house, they're going to definitely be able to tell me I can't have it on their patio, right? Because like the the, the point of me asking that or like trying to say this isn't that all pit bulls are just brutal murders and they're going to come kill you and your children while you sleep, but there's definitely dogs where if they're not trained in the right way they can certainly be more of an issue than other dogs you know what i'm saying so like it's fair it's fair to at least you know well and dude here's the thing i've had four i've had four pit bulls i've had them and i've had absolutely not one issue not one and again it's because i raised my dogs properly i do believe that they they attract shady ownership it does not mean the dog itself is shady i would uh but people are afraid of them on a different level and much like um Rottweilers are the same way. People are just afraid of them because they do. They look kind of mean. I would admit that as much as I love pits, they do look mean. Well, and if we can agree that they attract shady ownership, they do. I would assume that that shady ownership will be taking that shady dog, whether it's by breed or by you know by nature or nurture. Right there, they're going to be taking that shady dog onto that patio, and all of a sudden, it's going to be like your shady dog is eating my dog, and like I just wonder where that. Where that line's going to be drawn. There. This is very interesting for me because I once had a friend who owned a bar. Um, on the near west side of Cleveland. And the residents there gave him nothing but grief. And actually, this was early on. This is year, This is going back 10 plus years. And he was called a racist and labeled a bigot and a racist because he was owning a bar in a neighborhood that was going through gentrification. And he allowed dogs on his patio. And the the local community considered it to be that was him telling the, the the residents who were living in the neighborhood previously stay off of my bar patio stay out of my bar and he was like no I'm just telling the people who have moved into the neighborhood if you got a dog and we're dog friendly you want to bring the dog here but because there's that kind of mentality that there are groups of people who are more inherent to be fearful of dogs that dude it hit the paper like they were calling him a racist it damn near closed his business and now here we are ten years later everybody wants dogs on patios it's very that's when I saw that yesterday. I thought about my buddy. I was like, damn, he came so close to losing his bar over something he didn't even really intend to have happen. It was really strange. Hugh Jackson's got, I think, some more loss of control issues happening out of Berea. I'll give you that next on Rock 106.9. Toby Boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9, about an hour now uh, away from sending you out to Las Vegas for the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Festival. Sam, uh, Steve, and Sean Mendez, all part of that. Fleetwood Mac, Leonard Skinner, Justin Timberlake to bury the lead. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that's probably the big one there. All part of that. And uh, 8 o'clock, we'll send you out to Vegas. So it's been a few months now that I've been telling you that... Uh, there's things to be positive about with the Cleveland Browns. I loved the hiring of John Dorsey when they did that. I said, oh my God, congratulations. You did what the other 31 teams in the league have. You hired a GM. Way to go. Who would have thought having somebody at, at top of the head of the organization making decisions would have been a good idea? Oh yeah, that's right. I thought that would have been a good idea. So you went and got a, a legitimate GM. That's step number one. Then what did I say that GM's going to do? I said that GM's going to go out and get you a, a a veteran quarterback 
that is a non-marquee name, and you'll think it's ho-hum, but it will help then stabilize the franchise. And then John Dorsey went out and got you Tarod Taylor. What's 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 going on with this Tarod Tyrod? What's it's it's Tarod Taylor. People have been corrected, and apparently the rumor around campus is that Tarod is so nice that he won't correct people. I mean, for like years though, like right. I mean, his entire career, I've never heard him once called anything other than than Tyrod so Taylor. Now a teammate said he won't say anything but Tarod, and so now anytime you say I was saying Tyrod yesterday, and people were all on me on Twitter. And and the entire run of his of his career, have I? N- I've never heard that before. So that's the new thing. But that's apparently is it his new. Name. It's not well. I mean, it's just over the last couple of days for us. It's new for the for the Cleveland market. I'm sure people in Buffalo had known, but here it's like this: uh, where a teammate had come out and said it, and now people are on me about saying it right because you know you're on the radio, so you better say things absolutely right, right? So sure enough, Dorsey did exactly what I told you he was going to do. He went and got you a guy like that, got you Tyra Taylor, right? And not only that, then in the draft, even though I thought Baker Mayfield was an overreach at number one, I still think it is, and I was a Sam Darnold guy, what did Dorsey do, though? He went and got you the next guy in waiting that fits the model of the guy who he's going to put, you know, who he's going to give the football right now. Essentially building the machine and then, then handing it off to the guy it's built for. Sounds smart to me. Then you pick up Jarvis Landry. Pretty good. You, you draft the draft this year. Pretty good. You got Miles Garrett. There's things to be positive about. You picked up an offensive coordinator. I feel like that was that's all positive, right? But then now you get picked for hard knocks, and you can't get out of it because your organization isn't strong enough to be able to say no to the NFL. That's probably not good. Then you got the building the Browns on another channel, okay? Then you got Baker Mayfield show. So now you got three now reality shows on a team that was 0-16 last year. That's probably not good. When you've got more reality shows than you do wins in the last four years, not good. Not good. Okay? Now, second episode of Hard Knocks airs tonight. Okay? Apparently on the field yesterday, somebody hit Baker Mayfield. And the two coordinators then got into it. Todd Haley, offensive coordinator, says the right thing. Hey, smart teams don't hit the quarterback. And he's right. Smart teams don't hit the quarterback in practice. You don't do it. You learn that in peewee. Peewee football, you learn that. The defensive coordinator, Greg Williams, says, then block him. You want to know who's wrong here? You want to know who's wrong on the coordinator? In this little coordinator argument, it's probably the guy who was guilty on Bounty Gate. It was probably that guy. It was probably the guy that was guilty on sending out defensive players to do things that they shouldn't be doing and then offering up payment for it. It was probably that guy who's wrong, by the way. Todd Haley's right on this. Smart teams don't hit the quarterback. And so Hugh Jackson saying, well, I like the competitive spirit. No, dude, you're an idiot. Get your arm, get your hands wrapped around this situation. Don't hit the quarterback. Difference between first-string quarterback, quarterback, backup quarterback? No. No? No, we had to use six quarterbacks two years ago. You mean to tell me that there's not a chance that Rod Taylor gets hurt? Yes, there is. Yes, there is. Also, I don't buy the Baker Mayfield's not going to play this year. If he's not going to play this year, what did I get two quarters of him for in the first preseason game? Can I make the argument of this, why the NFL is soft nowadays, is because you don't hit these guys, and that's why it's... Well, you've never cod- hit the quarterback you're, in you're, practice. You're just coddling them? No, nah, because it's always been like that in practice. This isn't new. This is something that you've never hit the quarterback in practice because it's the only position on the field at the end of the day that matters. Every other position are just dudes. Quarterbacks are the guys who win and lose games. 
games. Ask Vegas. You take a quarterback out of the lineup, the line completely changes. Take a running back wide receiver out of the lineup, barely. A point here or there. Nothing. None of the dude, none of the other positions matter. The quarterback is the thing that matters. So you don't hit it. Not in practice, you don't. And I'm guessing the guy who was guilty on Bounty Gate is the guy who thinks you should hit the quarterback in practice. Do you have a problem with Greg Williams? You not? You I don't not have a fan? problem with Greg Williams. I have a problem with what Greg Williams thought was a good idea the other day. Overall, do, do I have a problem with Greg Williams being the, the defensive coordinator? No. That Saints defense was pretty good. And honestly, as long as you don't get caught doing Bounty Gate, I don't really care. I don't care if these dead guys go head and hunt on one another. I don't care at all about them after they're done playing. What do I care? Go head hunting on one another for all I care. But at the end of the day, dude, we got this kid, and you can tell me we're not going to play him all year, but yeah, you are. Yes, you are. Otherwise, you're not highlighting him and showing him off to me in the first preseason game for two full quarters. It's because you know you're going to play him. It's ridiculous, but they're going to. So don't hit the kid in practice. And I was a Hugh apologist for years. But now, dude, now you got a roster. Now you got coaches. Now you got a quarterback. All the things you said you didn't have for the couple of years where we were all waiting for you to look like a head coach, you got now. So now you got to look like a head coach. Now if you don't look like a head coach, now i got a problem. Danny Woodhead tweeted out the other day, too, about the Antonio Callaway situation. He goes, dude, that's a punishment to make him play in the preseason game? You're more likely to make the roster the more you play. He's like, Howard Brown's rookie's now got, not going to try to get in trouble for the punishment of being put on the field. Good grief. Like, dude, this guy's, I, honestly, I thought he looked better when he was a mess. Now that it's starting to come together, he looks more unglued than ever. I think it just goes to show you, you can hide behind a lot of things when it comes to a team that bad. Well, dude, the players are awful. Well, you know, dude, the, the front office is awful. Well, everything but me, but now all of a let's sudden. Let's not forget the fact that he said all of that, too. Let's, I mean, but now all of a sudden, it's like, well, you, you no longer have those excuses. What is, what's the common denominator at this point? And Hugh Jackson. A little bit. A little bit. As a Hugh apologist, as I have been, get your arms around it. Competitive spirit? No, dude. Punishment is playing more, so other teams get to look at you and might like, like, what? What? Like, things are going sideways. Three reality shows, zero wins. I guess it's going to be 6-10 and 10 year, this year, guys. I mean, I guess. More Stansbury Show and your opportunity at Breaking Benjamin Five Finger Death Punch Tickets. That's next on the Stansbury Show. The Stansberry Show. All right, I like it. I like it a lot. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. 8 o'clock. We'll send you out to Las Vegas for the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Festival. Give you your first keyword of the day. Second one at 9. Also, 9 o'clock is New Tour Tuesday. And again, at 8.30, actually, something's happening. There's been a 50% increase in something that shouldn't happen. 50% increase over the last five years. And I think we're the wrong people to be doing it. Okay. That's at 8.30. I can't believe that. I can't wait to get in. Stands for getting on a high horse? Oh, I'm, 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 yeah. Okay. I like bit. it. I yeah, like no, it. dude, uh, dude, a lot of people are being sat down during that one. All right. A lot of people. Action. I like it. A lot of people being sat down during now. This is always an uncomfortable thing to do with this position. Um, sometimes it's all about having fun in here. Sometimes um, not so much. And, uh, this is going to be one of those moments where it's our responsibility to tell you about a couple of uh, unpleasant stories that have happened in your community. One of which yesterday, or I'm sorry, the other day, no, this might've been yesterday where a couple is now being charged after they left a three-year-old unsupervised in their home on the second floor and the child fell out of a uh, second story window. 
Emily Gazy, 24, and Clint Hahn, 27, left their son unattended in a bedroom, again, on the second floor. Uh, this was No, I'm sorry, this was Saturday. Uh, around 6.45, the boy fell out of a window, hit his head, and then had been found a block away, and it took about an hour for the officers to locate the parents. Um, they were unaware at the time that he had been missing. Both are, have been arrested and charged with child endangering, as they should be. Not knowing your child's gone for an hour at three years old, I'm that's that's um, I think unlikely. You're not putting your kid up in their bedroom for a nap. Are you not checking on your child? I don't think every hour. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. Once an hour. I I, I, are you I mean, make, I check on something in the oven once an hour. Are you doing that at night? You know what I mean? Like, you know, and I I mean, I know this was a nap situation, but you can't do it. You can't do it every hour at night. You, I mean, there's going to be times you have to leave your kids alone. Mm, am I going to get messages from parents right now that tell me that at three years old, the kid's sleeping in a in their own situation, but in the corner of their bedroom? I'm sure there's some, but I think for the most part, three years old, you probably have your own bedroom. I would think. I don't, well, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how it worked when I was a kid. I don't know. And you, you're in your own mattress at that point for sure. That's what That's I'm like, saying. Is like, are, are you in like your own sleeping thing, but yet still in the same room? Now, maybe what's happening, Fantone, I would have to admit, again, like we talk about this all the time. You, if you see a photo and then tell me this person did this thing or is guilty of this thing, then I'll, automatically I'm going to judge it as, as them being the worst right. of what they could be in this thing. Right. But I'm looking at this photo, and I, I hate to do this as this is local, and somebody here, somebody listening is related to one of these two people. Of course. But if you look at this, the man in this situation, it does look like somebody who would be, I, I hate to say it, but it does. This looks like, you know what? I wouldn't have left my three-year-old with that man. Well, sure, 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 sure. And I'm by no stretch am I saying, like, well, there's no criminal co- no, co- no, quality here. Not. Um, all, but, like, I mean, dude, this guy is probably in the worst moment of his life right here. Fair. Like, he just got arrested for his kid falling out of a window. Oh, my God, my kid. You know what I'm saying? Like, I probably wouldn't look that great in that moment all either. Right. Okay, yes. But, but Fair. I, like, like, like when, when your child's involved in an accident, Obviously, somewhere something fell apart, but isn't this a little bit of like, well, some, you, you gotta let kids make mistakes, and like, obviously, this went really wrong, but Eric Clapton's kid fell out of a window and died, and I, we don't vilify him. Okay, from a parent in the building, here's when you check on your kids, when it's quiet. It's like, those parents didn't notice the quiet with a three-year-old in your house? It's like, come on. So are you- This guy's got two kids. So is he getting up and checking on his kids every hour? <sighs> I mean, like when your kids sleep from seven o'clock till six o'clock in the morning, every hour you've got an alarm waking yourself going to look at that kid. No, you don't. Now, again, Twitter's telling me, dude, I know where my dog is at all times, let alone my kids. Now, listen, I'm, uh, I'm not trying to. I'm just saying like this very much to me feels like a terrible accident that people want to jump on and be like, oh, look at these terrible parents over here when this could honest to God happen to anyone. I'm trying to th- I'm trying to figure out would it would my neighbors when I was growing up had would they have been charged for this or would this have been one of those things where they felt like dude what an accident dude, something awful happened with their kid like freak accident right they're, they're already going through something you don't arrest them on top of it now a lot of things are different you know legally from when I was a kid and rightfully so like a lot of, so I mean you got to update a lot of things but like 
Yeah, maybe I'm trying. Maybe I want to vilify this because of the way they look. Now, now, I, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm he not. Does not look good. When something happens, somebody has to be held responsible. And at the end of the day, you as the parent are responsible. I just don't think this is this is like, boy, look at these neglectful, awful, terrible people. This to me seems very much like, oh my god, an accident happened here. And if the kid fell out the window, I'm going to have to assume that. There's... Okay, fair enough to say that you could let your kid nap alone, but the three year old didn't open the window. Well, did he? Was this a? Was this a? a window without a screen or and if that's the case if you had your kids window open without a screen that's definitely on you but is this a faulty screen is there going to be like some sort of landlord responsibility here? okay now the thing is going to be well the house i'm guessing i'm dead this is not fact i'm guessing is why the window was open is because let me guess they don't have central air certainly you know and, that and yeah. it was going to be too hot in the bedroom for them to have the window closed so you had to have the window open right otherwise then they're bad parents for having the kid in the right, hot bedroom kid cooked in there and this this to me and like it feels different than leaving your kid in the in the car like this to me feels like well yeah dude sometimes I mean, did we arrest Eric Clapton sometimes no we don't even vilify the dude we still play Tears in Heaven like <laughs> what are you talking about dude we're, we're gonna play play we're playing Cream songs of course so to me this just feels like an accident and there's there's consequences to accidents but i don't view these people as the worst you know parents ever sucks but god i wish i didn't see the photo i i gotta tell you because dude the looking at the father is what makes me go guilty i'm i'm sorry dude he, he just he looks guilty to me he does but if i didn't see that would i because honestly when i look at the photo and this is unfair but this is how stuff works when I look at the photo, I automatically think you're on drugs. I'm sorry, dude, I do. Now, I don't know that I'm right about it. I'm not saying that's definitively what happened, but that's where my mind goes. So I'm, I'm trying to figure out on how I'm judging it. Anytime I see a mugshot slash news story about like parenting, I'm like, drugs, drugs, drugs. drugs. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter. It now, just automatically goes to that for is me. Is that because of the over-reporting on the drug problems in America, or is the drug problem in America just exactly that bad? Or like, what is that? It's probably a combination of both things there. I was going to say, and it's, it's an easy answer, too. You know what I I mean like and it's easy to be like all right well here's me on my high horse here so i have another question about uh, about when when parents lose their children okay okay now my brother had a child that did not survive now that was a medical issue everybody kind of knew that there was no like you know impropriety or like you know any wrongdoing there but so i've seen parents go through it and it's a very difficult thing right of course. so but every summer it happens where oh my god that parent left a kid in the car Right. And the kid died in the car. Yeah. And so I've asked parents in the building, one of which who has been tweeting with us this morning back and forth, uh, Tony McGinty. And I said to him, I said, dude, what's the likelihood you leave your kid in a hot car? And he said, never. It would never happen. He's like, Dan, he's like, it would never happen. And uh, honestly, I've talked to other parents who tell me that they believe that a certain portion, not all, but a certain portion of people that that happens to, that that is what they were trying to have done. Intentionally doing it. I don't know about that, but that's how parents have told me that they feel about it. So I want to ask this question, because this seems to be a one type of the year or one time of the year problem. I don't hear a lot about kids freezing to death in cars. Now, I know what the response is going to be to me. Faster to be burned alive in a car than than to freeze to death in a car. Fine. I'll meet you there. Some of these stories are about kids being left in hot cars for eight, nine hours at a time. So there aren't parents who are leaving infants in cars for nine hours a time in the snow? Yeah, dude, you're a kid sickle at that point. I mean, dude, if right. it's zero degrees outside, for sure, yes, or that's frozen, yeah. the kid's still alive, but somebody found the kid being left in a car for cracked five, six hours open, and cracked the, the window the open. <sighs> so why why does this seem to happen one time of the year, like at one particular time of the year? Where are the frozen kids in the cars? 
Yeah, I mean, or is it that you are trying to do something, and so this is when this happens in August? But wouldn't you just, if you were trying to murder your kids, wouldn't you just murder, be just as likely to murder them by freeze than by heat? Well, I mean, what difference does it make to you? Well, the speed probably less likely to again for the kid to be found in the car in the heat because of how you know what I mean. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But isn't that weird that it seems to affect one time of year? And then the, when it's cold outside, all of a sudden your memory gets better? Yeah, dude, eight hours. I mean, cars are decent insulators, so like you'd have a little bit more time there from warmth into cold, but like eight hours in the freezing temperatures. Dude, think about how cold your car is in the morning. Enough of these stories yeah. happen yeah. Where, where the kid's been left in the car hours on end. Yeah. So why is it that your memory's awful in the summer, but in the winter you got everything buttoned up? It would probably be harder at that point, dude. You got you know, stuff you're carrying. They've got gloves and stuff. Yeah, it would probably be harder. I've, just, I've always wondered that. I've always always wondered why that story just goes away come November. I, 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 I don't I don't understand uh-huh. that. Another thing happened here uh, where two sisters had been struck by a vehicle. This was Monday afternoon across from Lehman Middle. Um, th- there has been no update that I have seen this morning. I know they were listed in critical condition, but I the Canton Repository, as of like 13 hours ago, their last story they wrote about it said that, that ultimately they will be okay, and I'm hoping that to be true. Fingers crossed. Um, I don't know if this played a part in it or not, but I'm just going to make the assumption it did. Put your phone down. If you're driving right now, put your phone down. It's a safe guess. Put your phone down. It's a safe guess. Yeah, a couple of middle school girls uh, got hit. Now, luckily, the car stopped. It wasn't like a hit-and-run type situation. Again, the girls were taken to the hospital, and according to the repository 13 hours ago, ultimately will be okay. We are hopeful on that. If any more information or if any update happens on that, we will obviously keep you abreast of that situation. We do have Breaking Benjamin Five Finger Death Punch tickets. Let's pass those out. That show, September 9th, out at Blossom. And caller 25 at 1-800-243-7625. You get to go. More Sansbury Show right around the corner. You guys hang. Yo, guys, Fantone from the Stansberry Show here to tell you about the Rollholt Vision Institute. It still happens to me all the time, dude. I wake up in the morning, I reach for my glasses, and all of a sudden I remember, dude, you do not need those. I got 20-20 vision thanks to the LASIK surgery I had done at Rollholt. And I'm telling you, your summertime is going to be so much easier when you don't have to worry about glasses or contacts. So if you've been thinking about LASIK surgery, I know you have some questions, which is why the Rollholt Vision Institute has made everything perfectly clear for you at their website. That is RollholtVision.com. Show. Rock 1069. Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show, where we're on Rock 1069. Also going to send you out to Las Vegas at 8 o'clock. You hear me um, exhale there because I I feel like I want to walk back a few things I had said. Um, but then I think, no, dude, don't do it because you're probably right. But this story where this, this three-year-old had fallen out of the window here in Canton... If you read the repository story, the child was left alone in a room with a broken window. Okay. Had fallen out of the window and it took over or they say around an hour to locate the mother who then then admitted she didn't know the child had been missing that long. Now, some people say to me, well, it's just an hour. And I go, well, no, it was an hour after the kid fell out of the window. So, like, when did you put him in the bedroom before that? So we're talking multiple hours, I'm guessing here, without checking on the child, right? Then I'm hearing people tell me, well, you know, my kids are never outside of my eyesight. It's like, well. So then I start asking parents in the building. Some of my coworkers are starting to arrive here in the morning. So I started asking people in the building. Hey, man, you got kids. You got kids. You got kids. I don't. Is it uncommon for a three-year-old to have their own bedroom? Not at all, I'm told. 
right? Not at all, I'm told. As a matter of fact, multiple parents in the building this morning told me that, that they have that situation in their house right now. I mean, think about it. If you have a three-year-old, what are you still, they still sleeping with you in that room? I wouldn't, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what standard is. I don't know what the, you know, the therapist tell you to do now. Who knows? I would say probably throughout their life, they probably should be in their own room so they get used to being by themselves. But like, if you want to have a bassinet in your bedroom or whatever, that's done by the time a crib's done. By the time you're two, by, your, by the time you're walking, dude, you're, yeah, you got to have your own room there. So there's quite a bit of judgment going on from 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 the community on these parents. Now again, now I judged them pretty heavily. Now I did so because I saw the photo of them. And I got to tell you, the father looks as guilty as you could be. Now again, that's judgment and I hate to do that. But I'm dude, I'm the guy who tries to keep it real with you and tries to be honest with you when he can. And honestly, I took a look at that photo and I was like, yeah, I don't I don't think this is good. Now, I by no stretch am I standing up for these people because I do not know them. I do not know what kind of life they live or whatever. But I do think the point of like, dude, you catching that guy in a snapshot of his very worst moment, there is a little bit of like, dude. How good is he gonna look? Right. Fair. And and again, like thank you for that, because honestly, I I didn't weigh that in at all. Now, a huge portion of this show is based around what? Life lessons from my father, right? And how I was raised and what he always taught me, right? So then, therefore, and even my mom, who I gave a lot of grief to, but at the end of the day, dude, I, I what did I say the other day about that if I had privilege in my life, it's the fact that I was raised in a two-parent household and I was shown that I was loved by two adults every single day. Never, not once in my entire life did I question whether or not my parents loved me. And I felt like that was a huge leg up, okay? But I was molested by a neighbor, my parents, for all intents and purposes, for, from, uh, from the outside looking in, my parents would be considered to be good parents. Both worked really good jobs, both made halfway decent money, raised me in a really nice community, bend over backwards to give me every opportunity that they could. On every checklist, my parents would check, knock out, really good parent. Right. On every checklist. Right. And yet I was victimized by a neighbor. Now, is that my parents being awful parents? Or is that welcome to life happening to you no matter who you are, that life can happen to you? Yeah, I mean, we can do our best to prevent things from happening. Things are still going to happen in life. I mean, like, God knows that, like, every parent who's ever lost a child from an accident, like, whether it's falling out a window, getting hit by a car, something like that, nobody, I don't think you're intending to do that. I don't think, you know what I'm saying? Like, nobody's like, well, kick that kid out the window, damn it. Like, this is, this is, this is an accident. Now, was there, was there, is there liability on their end because they neglected something? Sure, I'm not. I'm not saying like, well, dude, let these people off; they're fine. Is that criminal liability? I guess that's for the courts to decide there. But like, this, this, this. Oh, do I? I know where my kid is every second. No, you don't. Nah, Quit lying about that. Yeah, no, you don't. Yeah, that. I think you got to be real careful with that. Now, somebody would, did want to point this out to me, and they thought this was weird. They were like, "Why was a child taking a nap at 6:45 at night? Kid go to bed." I mean, was this bed as opposed to a nap? I don't know. And and, and and what now? So now now this is a judgment on well, what time do they put their child in and out of stuff? Well, I mean, I mean you know, different parents work different schedules. There's different things. I mean, you know, your life's going to be unconventional. Yeah, this is America. You can put your kid to bed whenever you want to. You can make you can make a kid take a nap whenever yeah, you I mean, want to. We can judge that. I, I mean, the broken window, I think, was probably going to be a sticking point for um, for police. I think they're going to be like, ah, dude, this you should know not to have it. I'm I'm sure there's going to be something where they're going to be falling down on their parental job there yeah certainly if you if you knew that window was broken a screen wasn't there or whatever the case is then yeah that's certainly your fault like i said i wonder if there will be landlord responsibility in that i wonder oh i don't know about about when well did you call and report the window being broken i was gonna say i mean i think that a kid falling out of a window is probably enough to at least open up that investigation and i just wonder like 
is that criminal on your end to neglect something as I mean if somebody falls down your steps your landlord can be sued if the, if you know if there's I, no handrail so I can't believe a 3-year-old could fall from a second floor like a second story right. and like then like be found by officers and be like responsive now you brought up that you know that was an hour after so the kid fell and it took an hour to find his parents, find the parents. from when the from the police got involved. So that yeah. was a whole other hour. Is this a two, three, four hour long story? Probably. Yeah. I mean, probably. But I just don't think it's out of the question for you to be like, hey, the, 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 the our two year olds taking a nap. Leave them alone for three hours. I don't think that's that 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 whole. Oh, well, you're not setting okay. a, a timer. I don't think you're going to wake the kid up. But I know. My friends that are parents are walking in that bedroom once an hour to check on their on their kid. At night? When are they sleeping? Well, that's different. I, I kid can fall out of the window at three a.m. just like in three in the afternoon. For sure, you could. For sure, you could. I just if it was a true to the heart nap situation, I think honestly you are probably as a parent you should be checking in on those situations. I'm hearing a lot about baby monitors. If a kid was trying to open a window or be anywhere near a window, you'd probably hear it through a baby monitor. They're probably right about that. I don't know. Again, I don't have babies. I've never had them. Um, I've dated women with kids, and I've had definitely had baby monitors at the you know on end tables of, of places I've slept. God knows. And so I've been woken up by stuff like that. But I, I mean, I guess I, but Phantom's making a great dude to pretend that you know where your kid is every minute of the Lies. day is is, is absolutely crazy. You are absolutely my my parents would like I said they would they would nail every checklist up and down the list of what a good parent is and yet something negative happened to their kid and so I I think you, yeah dude we do we live in the judgmental era now now if you're gonna leave your kid in you know in in a, in room, a hot car well, or a, that's different well if you're gonna leave your kid in a room you need to make sure that that room is safe there is neglect there I'm not trying to say there's not but this 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 this, this holier than thou I'm a better parent than you look at how great of a parent I am because my kid didn't fall out a goddamn window I don't know get off the high horse people okay another parent here my daughter sometimes won't take a nap when we want her to. And uh, and will then crash at like 645 and she naps in her room for about two hours. Once it's about two hours, we'll check because that's out of the norm for her to sleep that soundly that that long. And I would imagine that a three year old is probably not sleeping that long straight. Right. That's why you're up all night as a parent constantly checking. And so, yeah, that maybe if you get to a couple hour period, this is probably outside the the normal thing here. So the kid's not sleeping eight hours a night. No, kids don't sleep eight hours straight. I think any parent will tell you that. I'm going to disagree. At two years old, two, three years old. It's that a, kids aren't going down for, for a whole night's sleep. I disagree. Is That's why it's, Phantom, that's why it's called the terrible twos is because they don't sleep. But it's because of behavior. It's not because it's not they're sleeping. Newborns are up every hour because they have to eat. But dude, kids are sleeping eight hours at a time. I don't think most two-year-olds are sleeping eight hours straight. I don't think you're right about that. Now, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I don't think you're right about so that. So as a parent, you're waking up every four hours I, 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 Every parent I know tells me how tired they are because until your kids are about six years old, they don't sleep through the night. Every parent, I, dude, it's the basis of every sitcom ever when people have kids. It's because it's the most relatable thing ever because every new parent doesn't get sleep because your kids don't sleep. You know what? Honestly, I want tweets. I want messages on this because I know I'm right. I know kids aren't sleeping eight hours straight through a, th- through a night. At two and three years old, there's no way that's true. More Stansberry Show and a crime that's happening in Cleveland, but just wait. It's it's going to head its way down here next. That is next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. Canton's Rock Station. Rock, rock 106.9.
Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We'll send you out to Las Vegas here momentarily. We were talking about this uh, couple here in Canton who had their uh, child fall out of a window, three years old. Uh, it took about an hour to find the parents after the child was found, so we don't know exactly how much time has elapsed between there. But we've been talking about whether or not children at two and three years old will sleep through the night. So I, I did a little research. According to the respondents via Facebook and Twitter, it's about 60-40. 60% of you say your kid will sleep all the way through the night. 40% of you say your kids don't start sleeping through the night until you get to school. So 40% of you, I think, is a pretty good number to say it's probably not uncommon for a kid not to sleep all the way through the night, which is what I was saying. Also, from Parents.com, your kid needs about 11 hours of sleep at 3 years old, should get 14, but needs about 11, although they sleep about 4 hours straight, and then throughout the night, they're waking up 5, 6 times throughout the night, hence not sleeping all the way through the night. That was part of what I was saying, is that if you have a baby monitor and your kid wakes up and there's noise, you're going to check. You're going to be checking on things. That's not sleeping through the night. That was my point. Not that they're not getting a bunch of sleep in a row, but that there's going to be wake-up points in there and that you as a parent, that's why you're tired. That's why you're constantly in and out of the bedroom. Now, a lot of you are saying that you don't have this issue with your kids. There's going to be no one formula when talking about the human being. So if your kid's sleeping through the night, good for you. But I know my brother and his wife were not, at two and three years old, were not sleeping all the way through the night. My brother was complaining about it constantly, how the kid was constantly awake constantly up down up down up down it's just part of it welcome to parenthood but my guess is is that this couple is going to have problems because the window is broken and there's going to be an issue i I mean again it's your child you're going to be responsible for what that situation is an accident happened you were the one who was responsible there so yes at the end of the day of course they should be exactly right now something's happening in cleveland that is obviously going to happen here and i'm surprised it's not happening here more as we are closer closer sorry to more rural areas than you are in cleveland i'm sure a lot of you have seen this video where there's like a hundred like dirt bikes and atvs like just taking over cleveland streets now i used to work at a bar in downtown cleveland it's world famous it's called the yogora and it's right downtown and you'd see these dudes rip past there their every night on their ATVs and dirt bikes doing wheelies and having fun. And then I remember I remember the fix was going to be, we're going to build them a dirt bike track in Cleveland because that's how smart Mayor Jackson is. Like that, We're going to build them a dirt bike track in there. As if that's what they want to do. They're just such dirt bike enthusiasts that like, we just have nowhere to put our... There's no outlet for our dirt biking. Because okay. Chance the Rapper is Travis Pastrana? No. That's not, what they, that's not what this is about. This is about running these things on streets. That's what it's about. That's the fun of it. If you build them a track, they're not going to want to go to the track. No. They're not going to want to go all. to the track. <laughs> no, not no, at all. No, they're going to want to ride them on the street. Now, I got to imagine this is going to happen here next for sure. I can't believe it doesn't happen in towns like this more than it does in Cleveland. You know how easy it is to find a dirt bike in Maslin, Dover, you know, Bolivar? Like, dude, where everybody's actually riding those goddamn things? You know, dude, the amount of people, like, there's like 10 guys that listen to us every morning. They're, they're big Twitter followers. And they're always on their dirt, do all their Twitter abbeys are their dirt bikes. There's always videos of them doing flips and like, doing all kinds of stuff. That's got to be such an expensive habit, right? I mean, like, dude, I would assume that's yeah. a lot of money getting pumped into those things. I mean, it depends. It's like anything else. You can get into a used dirt bike for three, four hundred bucks, depending on what it is you want. Um, we grew up with them as kids. My brother had them my entire life when we were kids. Now I wasn't really allowed to ride them a lot because I was that much younger. 
Um, but like my, when my grandparents first moved to Solon and Aurora Shores, actually, honestly, they were like the first family in both those neighborhoods, and there was nothing there but dirt. And so, like, we used to ride them a lot when we were kids. I'm just saying, if you're taking them around those tracks and like beating them up every weekend, that's just one of those things where I'm like, damn, where do you guys find that cash? Like, it's, it's, it seems like a lot. I'm, I'm sure it's a, yeah, maintenance could probably be a lot, but I think a lot of those guys work on their own stuff. They're they're real men, dude. Like you and I would be like the fender. I don't know the plastic <laughs> piece. It's broke. What do we do? Right? But like, I think those guys all work on their own on their own stuff but eventually this is going to happen here is because like i said there's more there's more access to dirt bikes here than than there is in cleveland and eventually it'll happen here because the thing is like watching that video yesterday now i'm not like hey dude i fully support this but it looked really really cool like it looked like damn like intimidating like it was like wow dude look at all those dudes and it's just like there was something about it. So I am surprised that hasn't happened a little bit more. And you have to think, dude, those those vehicles have to be phenomenal. And I mean, like, the best crime getaway vehicles you could ever, like, come up with, right? I mean, like... Um, depending on the crime you want to do, if you're going to do a drive-by shooting, yeah. I even think, like, I mean, just think about how, like, how accessible, if you're on a dirt bike, like, how many places are inaccessible and how quickly you can get away through routes that you couldn't get away with a motorcycle or a car or anything like that. The fact that you can go, like, tear through backyards and the fact that you can, like, you know, and I would assume that those are, like we said, now don't get me wrong, if you're, if you're racing, it's probably expensive, but relatively cheap to, like, get a hold of those, you know what I mean? And, and, and easy enough for them to work on if something were to happen. And I don't think those are registered the same way cars are, correct? No. So like, I dude, don't think so. I mean, those are perfect crime vehicles. Plus, well, a lot of them are stolen. Again, well, of course. Uh, that and dude, you know what they do? And I've seen this actually. And they stop doing this at, at at these because of this. But my buddy Jim goes to these all the time. Is he goes to police auctions and buys cars? And dude, a lot of those ATVs, a lot of stuff, it's all being yeah. offered up at police auctions. So, dude, a lot of these guys get their stuff stolen or get it all like towed or like you know repossessed, and then they just go to the auction and buy it back. That's what they're doing. It um, it it, it, it you're 100 right. Of I am shocked that not only I think anywhere that that that, that, that this is going to be a thing. Like, how is this not happening in Detroit? How is this not happening? And you well, know I'm what sure I mean? Sure, it is. We're just we don't care about Detroit. You I, know what I mean? I, but I guess like I've never like seen that video yesterday. It was just like, God damn, dude, how intimidating is that? If you are in a car. And all of a sudden, dude, you've got hundreds of dirt bikes and ATVs and dudes wilding out next to you, dude. There was. There was something, like, cool about it. Yeah, I mean, we would sit outside of the Agora every night and just watch them do it. Because it, you can't help it. It's like a train accident. you got to look at it. It's one of those things you can't take your eyes off of it because it's not supposed to happen. But building a dirt bike track on the Ridiculous. east side of Cleveland is one of the dumbest things I've ever heard in my life because nobody's trying to. It's not like what there's what you can't find land in Ohio. You can't that that's what the problem is. No, they want to ride them on the street. They want to be doing criminal activity with them. But I like I said, being this close to like Bolivar and Dover and like all these places right. where I'm sure that's huge activity. I can't believe you're not seeing more and more of that right around here. I can't believe that we're going to send you guys out to Vegas not once but twice today. Actually. Actually, your first opportunity for the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Festival is right now. Let's go! Rock 106.9 has your shot at a trip to our iHeartRadio Music Festival. Now, text ROCK1069. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on ROCK1069. 9 o'clock is New Tour Tuesday. New Nicki Minaj, new Jayco, and new Alice in Chains. Also send you out to Las Vegas for the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Festival. Something has increased, they say, 52% in the last five years in Ohio. And this is the wrong thing. This should not be increasing this much in any state. 
including our own. This is... This will take a while to rear its ugly head. Like the other day when a presidential historian came out and said exactly what I always say, which is you can't judge these guys in the moment. 25 years after they leave office, then you can judge the legacy of a presidency because that's how long it takes. And much like I've always said about that, this will be the same thing. That this will take forever to rear its ugly head, but trust me, it's coming. Yeah, big things take time, good or bad. Whether develop. Right, whether it's good or bad or however. I mean, you got to give it a little bit of season time, give it a little bake time there. Yeah, I mean, social programs, you're gonna, it's going to take 15 years to figure out the X's and like how right. we, you know, you know what I mean? Yes, a million things. Homeschool students in the state of Ohio has gone up 52% in five years. That's crazy. That's crazy. Now, I know what you're thinking. Well, the, you know, the education system's stuck in the muck. Okay, maybe. It is a little bit. Education's a little bit of a problem for this country. It's always going to be. Um, it's just a hard thing to fix. Uh, and when they try to fix it and when they try to do something new with the schools, then you all freak out because you don't understand it. Like Common Core Map. I don't get it. Uh, you know, I, you know, we didn't have this math when I was in school. Right. Well, the world's way different than when you were in school. So we're trying to train kids for a different world, a world they're going to enter, not the world that you entered. I'm not so sure it's important that you get it. I think it's more important that they get it. Now, I don't understand Common Core math at all. I'll be honest with you. My sister-in-law, a, a education expert in this country, I'm not. that's not hyperbole. She routinely gets paid to go, to go to other schools and universities to teach them how to teach children. That's what she does, right? Or at least part of what she does. She's tried to explain Common Core math to me a thousand times, and I can't get it. But what she always tells me is, is at the end of the day, what it's teaching your kids to do is problem solve, which is what they are facing in this world today. So therefore, I'm all for it. Somebody smarter than me knows more about it, says it's all right. I'm choosing to trust her and say that it's all right. We're really going to be the homeschool nation? Really? The nation that got duped by other people messing with our elections, following fake memes that have, you know words misspelled, punctuations wrong, not a single one of us has any idea how to when to cap... Uh, dude, our president just capitalizes words because he likes the words more. This is the country that's going to then, raise, then, then teach their kids in their own home? You guys, dude, the memes you post are just constantly wrong. They're all wrong. But you're now going to take education and put it into your living room? Have you lost your goddamn minds? This can't be good. <sighs> I don't necessarily support the idea. I understand. No, you know why? Because you and I both have educators that, that in our families, and we understand how important it is. I, I understand when you feel like the education system isn't aligned with your values and how that could be a very frustrating thing. I get that. And I, I, I honestly kind of respect that in the sense of like, it's got to be tough for you to be like, hey, and if it's a school district you're not comfortable with, if you feel like the standards aren't high enough, if you feel like your kid isn't going to get the best education possible to them through this avenue, I understand as a parent, that's probably a very, very, very tough how place to be. How many parents' bedrooms, how many parents' living rooms are going to be a better educational service than even the worst school in the county? I guess on a, I guess maybe on an individual level, is it like, well, I could do a better job because I can spend more time with my kid as an individual. I can spend more time working on his strengths and weaknesses. He's not going to be distracted by other students. You don't have to worry about bullying. You don't have to worry about all the different things that go into school. But 
when when you're teaching them and you you think you're getting them so far ahead in in math or whatever it is that you're like all right well this is what I want to teach you they're losing out on other very valuable life lessons I depending mean, on where you start to homeschool your kid again because if you wait until high school you've already developed the meeting of other people this and that so I brought up my sister-in-law right so I'll give you a little history my sister-in-law is a provost of a private school in Las Vegas it's like the premier school in Las Vegas if you have money in Vegas that's where you want to send your kid um, she's the provost of that school. She's also a uh, she's a professor at UNLV on the side, and she's also, I believe, a professor at um, a, another online university. So she's a pretty serious education person, right? And so I've asked her as she has a child, my niece Grace, who's wickedly intelligent. And I've said, I said, Roxanne, you're really smart, and you're, you're I mean, she's incredibly smart. I said, and you're in education. I said. Have you ever thought about just taking grace and just doing this yourself? You ha- obviously know there are teachers who even work for you at the school that are less than you, that are obviously have your daughter for you know certain parts of the day, and you don't worry about that? And she said, no, because it's a lot like working on your own, your own family member as an EMT. There are going to be things you're going to can and cannot be able to be doing with your own kid because of because of your you know your experiences with them and your love for them and you're you're not being able to separate yourself from certain situations with them that it's not okay and that at the end of the day that you need that they need other adults teaching them how to handle responsibility and I agree that if you don't get your, especially as my niece is only 13 so if if you start if you pre if if you like homeschool when your kids are like real young they just turn out to be weirdos I think throughout because. You- just like there's lessons you have to learn as a five-year-old of how to share and how to like deal with somebody that you don't necessarily get away with. Those lessons are going to be still there, but at 15, they're considerably different. The stakes are a lot higher. You know what I mean? So I think across the board, whether you're whether you're in kindergarten or senior in high school, there's lessons, there's human lessons to be learned in high school. And like, well, there's going to be teachers that aren't as good as you, but yeah, but when you grow up, you're going to have bosses that are dumber than you, and you have to learn how to deal with that as an adult. And a part of that is dealing with points of authority when you're younger that you don't necessarily see eye to eye with. Of course, there's going to be teachers and peers and things and coaches that don't give you exactly what you need, but welcome to life. And you have to learn how to like, how to grow from that situation. And I, that's, that's the thing on an academic level. Can you make the argument of, well, this might be, you know, a little bit better, but on a human level, you lose out on so much by not having these, 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 these opportunities and these experiences. You think anxiety is high now? Wait, wait till you get a nation full of people that grew up not going to school and then have to go outside and face the world to work. You think anxiety's at an all-time high now? Wait till this kicks in. Yeah, there's there's negatives to school, dude. Nobody's denying that. School shootings and like, oh my God, what's going to happen if these, you know, if, if, the, if the liberal teachers teach, right? And it's like- Well, but, that's what made this jump happen, right? Had to at least partially, right? And maybe the availability of like, well, now we can do stuff online easier, but well, school once, shootings is a big part of one, it. Yeah. Well, I, I would imagine my guess, and that this is purely a guess, but my guess is the mixture of school shooting and online degrees yeah somebody went why can't we high school this and then you add in the well snow days but what if we do electronic learn days then aren't we just one step closer to learning at home here's what i would say if your kid's smart enough to where he can talk you into homeschooling him he's smart enough to make sure you can't press him to be learning every day this is a lot like working from home you know everybody always says to me oh i want to work from home you know why you don't 
because you're not the kind of person who could work from home. It's a very hard thing. I've had jobs where I could work from home. You have to be very self-motivated, and most people are not self-motivated. The paycheck, going to the office, the going there, being held accountable by another human being is what makes you a decent worker. Most people don't have that thing. I, dude, look, I, there are plenty of problems with the education, pro, you know, system in this country for sure. But I don't think the nation that can't get the spelling and the grammar on memes correct is the, is the nation that should be teaching their own children, you know, you know, all the life lessons and all like everything they need to know in school. I just don't see that being a, a very positive, uh, step moving forward for this country. And again, if you think anxiety is at an all time high now, wait till you then raise a generation of weirdos that don't know what it's like to be outside of their house. Good grief. More Stansberry Show is right around the corner. You guys hang on. The Stansberry Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock 106. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Online for you at WRQK.com. Got another trip out to Vegas. 9 o'clock, we'll give you your keyword as we start New Tour Tuesday. New Nicki Minaj, new Jake Owen, new Alice James, all part of that. Also, like I said, send you out to Las Vegas for the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Festival. Put you up in a hotel for a couple of days, get you out of town. Good times. Take your wife, maybe not. Who knows? Ladies, if you win, take your husband, maybe not. It is you and a plus one, dude. That is a, uh, that's a, that's a good plus one. That's a solid plus one. Yeah, if you take somebody to that, they owe you for a little while, right? Big time. A long while, dude. It's a once-in-a-lifetime experience that they're getting to be a part of. I would agree. And if you miss out on that one in a few months, we'll do another one. We'll do another one. Twice in a lifetime. We'll call it. So Hard Knocks season, or not season, but uh, episode two, airs tonight, 10 p.m. HBO. I'll take a nap this afternoon so I can stay up and watch a little bit. I, um, I heard that the first episode had something like one of the highest premieres they've had in like seven years or something. It was up like huge numbers. I think the Browns, um, first of all, have a big fan base for whatever reason. But I think even if you're not a Cleveland Browns football fan, I think you can look at the story of 0-16 and look for that, Yeah, what the redemption is, and that's interesting. Well, not only that, but the Browns will always be big on the road because people can't wait to move out of Ohio. So you have people who love this team, born and raised, who are like, dude, get me the hell out of here. And that's why the jersey sales are big other places, is because people leave Ohio and head for nicer weather, more opportunity, things like that. Now, you're going to see less and less of that, from what I understand, because Ohio is going through a revitalization, they say. And we'll see if that pans out. One of the highlights of this Browns team will be Jarvis Landry. New wide receiver. He's going to be our number one option because, well, our number one option is, well, nobody seems to know where our number one option is. So now we'll have a slot receiver as our number one option. And he's already come out and said, look, Todd Haley doesn't treat me like a uh, slot receiver. He's got multiple packages for me. He's running me up and down the route tree so I won't just be a slot guy. Well, you have to. I mean, what else are you going to do? Right. When you don't have your wide out, what are you going to do? You then have to change the plan. You know what I mean? So, so much for it being a plan of what would happen there. But Landry got a huge, uh, you know, upswing in popularity after last week's episode. He was like kind of like yelling about guys about taking days off and, you know, not practicing and not that kind of thing. And he says, look, it's a mindset for the player, he said on Monday. He says, there may be instances where a guy doesn't need a day off, but he gets a day off. He asked the question, now, does he take it? You know if you can or cannot go. Now, he's not singling anybody out, 
But he says it was directed towards the entire team. He says this is uh, going to allow us to create a mindset and a culture. He says if you're going to change the culture, that's where it has to begin. Now, I don't disagree with Jarvis Landry, but it's flying in the face of the direction from the head coach, which wants to give veterans, if we're going to call them that, veterans days off. Miles Garrett was scheduled for a veteran day off. That's crazy. Now, Miles has had some injury issues. So if you're looking to be like, you know what, let's just make sure Miles Garrett's ready to go week one. I get that. I do understand from where that desire comes from. But I'm with Landry. I'm, a, I'm with Jarvis Landry here. Dude, if your punk ass is ready to go, put the pads on. Let's go. It's time to figure out whether or not you can ball, bro. Like, let's go. Yeah, at this point, I mean, you're coming off, number one, an 0-16 season. And number two, the one true vet of that organization retired last year with Joe Thomas. I mean, I'm not saying that other guys haven't put years into the league, but like dudes who have truly earned their way of like, yo, I don't need to practice today. The only guy who really earned that spot was Joe Thomas. So at this point... So Landry went on to say, we can't be having favors and taking days off. You have to practice to put in work to be great. Now, that's a guy who, from what I'm told, Jarvis Landry caught more balls in the NFL than every other wide receiver last year. Correct. So, dude, the guy can ball out. So if you're going to emulate anybody on your team, a guy who set a record last year, probably the way to go. Now, this, like I said, flies in the face of Hugh Jackson's position, who says now analytics and data then proves to us that using days off for players contributes to avoiding soft tissue injuries, pulls and strains, etc. Now, here's what's very, very interesting. That in the, the football world, fans and even myself while reading that kind of want to roll your eyes and be like, sissy, soft, sissy. In the physical sport, we're going to roll our eyes at days off, going to help prevent strains. But in basketball, where nobody even plays the other side of the ball, where games are now 130, 129, nobody plays defense. Now we're now, but we, we have to protect those soft ass crybabies who can't fly for back to backs because it's hard. But now football, where you're being slammed into, and we know every hit is, is akin to a car accident, we're going to roll our eyes at that. What does Coach Stansbury do here? Coach Sansbury plays favorites. My stars get star treatment, man, and that's and I know that's oh, you know dissension in the locker room. Nah, dude, I would say you, yeah, dude, su- suck it up, dude, be better, become a star. So are they not practicing? I think you practice, but I probably work you less. But you practice. You got to be out there. You have to do it. I don't give you an entire day off, but do I run you through less reps? Maybe. Yeah. Do I protect my stars? Yeah. It's just the way it is. Stars get protected in this business. Stars get protected where you work. So pulling back, still still running them out there, maybe not hitting, maybe maybe not full hits, still putting them out there for time, though? Okay. I'm making sure my guys got reps in. I'm making sure my guy, but am, okay. I, am I running them all practice? No, but this is a head coach that your punishment is making the guy play all games, showing off his talent so he's more likely to make the roster, which of course wasn't a punishment. They just knew they got to play him because nobody knows where your number one wide receiver is. That's why that kid played all game, because he's going to have to be the number one guy, or at least the number two guy behind Jarvis, because your number one guy is MIA. I think uh, I think Jarvis Landry has a real point here of, you know, and he said it during the speech that everybody loved, but like weakness is contagious. And if this were another organization, I feel like there's probably a little bit more room for like, well, this guy's proved himself to me. I think on an 0-16 team, though, and especially as you guys are trying to like, hey, this is the bedrock of what we are going to build from here forth. I, to me, I think Jarvis Landry. I, I, He's like, right. Right. Get, get out there if you can. He's right. 
And the reason why you got to build this so high now is that when you lose 27-14 first week, that it doesn't all go away. Well, that's the thing, dude, is it's very easy right now to be like, Rah rah, go Browns! Like, but you're right. Once you get punched in the mouth by the Steelers, but when a Hall of Fame quarterback comes into town and puts four touchdowns on you, then all of a sudden you're gonna be like, oh, wait a minute. Once you're looking at one and seven or one and right. nine going into the bye week, dude, you're in a very very different place. But I think that more than anything goes to show you why what you do right now matters the most. Like what you're doing today, how you're building that toughness. Get out there and practice, man. I agree. What are you most excited to see tonight? When it comes to hard knocks, um, uh, I guess more than anything, I mean, uh, is 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 what gets said about Josh Gordon? Like, what they have to start acknowledging that, right? If something was going to be acknowledged on it, it would have been something that somebody would have reported in the last two days out of the media, right? I, I know nothing's happening. X, X's and O's isn't what hard knocks is about. It's those storylines and. I would I would assume that there's that that has to be a big part of like well where is this dude I hope it is my guess is it'll be another text message he says he's close I'll see you soon soon that was weeks ago so I guess the definition of soon we're being a little liberal with what that definition is I hate to keep beating the dead horse guys but I've said it if Odell Beckham Jr. wasn't there well, well when's the plan. So, okay, well, you sent him away, but he's Odell Beckham Jr., so when's the plan to get Odell Beckham Jr. back? But wait, he's Mike Evans. When am I getting Mike Evans back? Fine, you sent him away. When am I getting him back? What's the plan? Nobody's pressing the coach and the GM of a team that came off 0-16 on where their number one player is? Oh, my God, dude. Three reality shows. We can't find the number one wide receiver. Oh, my good God. Yeah, no, guys, I'm sure it's 10 wins next year. I'm sure that's what it is. New Tour Tuesday starts next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. That guy knows how to party. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9, online for you at WRQK.com. And we just uh, we just realized we're about three weeks away from vacation. We're pretty happy about Soon, that. dude. Soon. It's coming. We're off on the 24th this yep. month. The 24th this month, we're taking that day. Why? And uh, not just because it's a day, just because it's a Friday. Oh, just because it's a Friday? Just happens to be a Friday? Yeah, and the night before, I'm going to be hammer drunk at Jason Aldean. There it is, kicking the dust up one time now. Damn right. Can't wait for that. It's going to be a good time. Looking forward to that. And then, uh, yeah, first week of September, we're going to pull it up uh, and be out for vacation. I'm pretty excited about that, too. Going to send you on a little vacation here momentarily as we'll send you out to Las Vegas for the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Festival. You'll get your uh, second keyword of the day here momentarily, although we now have to start New Tour Tuesday, brought to you by The Hard Rock here. And uh, we do this every week. We're going to start this week's episode off with uh, a woman I love. Now, it's not always her music, but I find her to be attractive. And, yes, yeah, she's got one of those big old like fake asses on her. And, uh, and and like it, it, she's very polarizing on how she looks. People either think she's like super hot or like totally gross. I'm in the Nicki Minaj being really really hot thing. Your boy kind of likes Nicki Minaj. I know nobody's probably surprised about that, given some of the things we've talked about this uh, this last like week and a half or whatever. But yeah, I'm a huge Nicki Minaj fan. Her new song Barbie Dreams. Let's take a listen. Uh. Not what I expected. No, I would agree. R.I.P. to B.I.G. Classic. I'm looking for a nigga that gives to 
some Davies, a handful of Wheezy, sprinkle of Dave East. Man, I ain't got no type like Jimmy and Sway Lee. But if he can't f three times a night, Pits. I tried to f 54 powerful Jeez. hours. But all I wanna yeah, do is that's... talk power for hours. We beat the poopy up, make Guess sure I'll see you later, yo. Step your banks up like you're moving at yay, yo. Somebody go and make sure Karuchi okay, though. I heard she think I'm You know what I kind of like about this? She's not hiding behind a ton of production. She's not hiding behind like this weird intricate beat and other dudes or other people yelling in the background. She's showing off the fact that she is lyrical. And I think it's because she got so much heat over the fact that she wasn't. She's always kind of considered herself to be a lyricist. And early on when Drake had first kind of found her, that's how she like made her bones. And then she kind of went through what everybody goes through. You go into Hitville, and then people started to like knock her as like a rapper. And I think she's out to pr- kind of prove she can actually do that. I ain't got no type like Jimmy and Sway Lee. But if he can't f- three times a night, Pits. I tried to f- 54 powerful hour. But all I want to do is talk power for hours. He's saying she was having sex with 50 Cent is what she's saying there? Yeah, and like she's kind of calling him out about the fact that all he wanted to do was talk about his new TV show, right? Like That's the name of the show, Power, right? Mm-hmm. If he can't f- three times a night, Pits. I tried to f- 54 powerful hour. But all I want to do is talk power for hours. We beat the poop. Make sure it's a KO. Step your banks up like you're moving at Yayo. Somebody go and make sure Karuchi okay, though. I heard she think I'm trying to get a Karuchi to Quavo. They always want to beat it up, goon up the Man, maybe I should let them auto-tune up the All these Bow Wow challenge dudes lying and shit. Many Spetty Wap stay high in my shit. Drake worth a hundred million, always buying me shit. But I don't know if the poop better if he crying and shit. Just calling out everybody. Now, that's kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy because she's leaving herself pretty open here. Um, Yeah, I mean, there will be diss tracks coming. It seems like she kind of was trying to be nice to Drake there because she knows he'll go into his bathroom today, record a song, have it out by the end of the afternoon. That's what Drake does. But you got to remember, dude, her brother was found guilty of predatory sexual assault on a child younger than 13 years old. Like, are you ready, dude, to call out this many rappers and have that story dug back up and have your brother's dirty laundry in every hip-hop song for the next year? Kind of crazy. Me and my DMs, I be having to duck them. I used to pray for times like this. Face every when I fuck them. Man, Uzi is my baby. He ain't taking the L. But he took it literally when I said go to hell. Used to fuck with young thug. I ain't addressing this shit. Caught him in my dressing room, still in dresses and shit. I used to get this new. Did she just say young thug is a cross-dresser? I don't know if that was he was implying that she was he was wearing the dresses or selling the dresses. But I, I don't know. I don't know. Did she just say young thug is a cross-dresser? I can believe it, right? Dude, Nikki could totally put it on you, right? Oh, yeah, no question, dude. No question. I, 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 at this point, I'd be like, I'm a little intimidated by the whole thing, Nikki. I, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, she could totally put it down on you, dude. Oh, God, just the twerking. I mean, dude, listen to all these rappers that she's had sex with, and yeah, if she's banging it out with them, 
him. She's so, going to be able to bang it out with you. Let me ask. All right. How many of these dudes has she had sex with? A lot, if not all, right? I mean, why would you why would you be putting it out there if, if it didn't really happen? Well, is she just using people whose names fit or like or, or uh, you know what I mean? Or uh, like uh, is it just the, the creativity or is she walking you through her life? That probably gets exposed pretty quick if you're just throwing names out there. So, I would think that there would probably be a little bit of like, yo, I know I'm going to get called on this, so I better make sure it's all fact checked there. What are, they, what are these dudes not all banging her? Come on, right? I mean, if Nicki Minaj gives you the shot at it, you're taking it. Right, dude. And I mean, the lifestyles of the rich and famous, all they're doing is orgasming all over each other. I mean, what else do they have going on, right? Which you would think they would dial down the rhetoric about how all of us need to fix our lives. It's like, dude, all you guys are doing are just, uh, you know what I mean, orgasming all over one another, according to Phantom. That's what I'm saying, though. We need to start doing that. General public, that's the problem. More drugs and sex, and that's that's what will make us happier. That's the platform. We're running on it. That's the platform. See, she didn't have sex with Mike Tyson, right? No, but did she say... Has she's getting pretty dirty. Has she really not had sex with Mike Tyson? I don't know. Maybe you know what did. I mean? <laughs> like, I don't put that out of, out of the realm of possibilities. Dude, there's like a take a ticket counter on the back of Nicki Minaj's head. Till I saw him hopping out of cars, dancing the drip. I've been a five star big man, worth the Gotti. I'ma do that future dirty work to Scotty. Had to cancel DJ Khaled, boy, we ain't speaking. Ain't no fat telling me what he ain't eating. YG in the game with the hammer yelling gang gang. This ain't what I meant when I said a gang bang. Takashi won the Minaj, I said Treyway. Curved him and went to Kim and Kanye way. See, I think she's just naming people. She didn't let Takashi Six Nine in there, did she? That's what she was saying. She didn't let him. He uh, wanted to, but she didn't let him. Okay. I can't believe she didn't call out Cardi B. I thought that was coming for sure. Yeah, they don't get along, right? How can they? They're the same person. You know what I mean? Like you, you're both trying to be number one in that lane. I'll take Nicki Minaj over Cardi B. Like, I know everybody loves that gif of Cardi, like, vibing, and it works with every song ever, but she just looks like the dumbest idiot ever in that video. As far as, like, songs go, I'll take Cardi B over Nicki Minaj, but I like them both. I do. I don't know if I I know Cardi B's music. I don't know if I know her. I know Nicki Minaj stuff. I like Nicki Minaj. I uh, I would take Nicki Minaj, but in that scenario... Um, but we have to judge this one particular song for New Tour Tuesday. Fans, don't give me the vote. Eh, it's half a turd. Um, I never really want to listen to that song again, but it was kind of cool. The beat was really, really good. I kind of like wish that was another rapper doing it. So it was all right, but I don't care if I ever hear it again. So I'm going to call it a halfer. You give me that beat and don't give me Craig Mack. That's where that's where you okay. lose me. Like okay. those kind of rappers are the best for that kind of stuff. I you, you kind of need him on something like that. Um, that's getting a little inside the room on hip hop there. But I uh, but but he could do something with that. I like her. I like her trying to step out and actually be a lyricist. But the song itself was not very good. I'm gonna vote turd. It's a turd. We have new Jake Owen down to the honky tonk, and you'll get it after your opportunity to win your way out to Las Vegas for the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Festival, which is right now. Rock 106.9 has your shot at a trip to our iHeartRadio Music Festival now. 
Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 1069 in the middle of New Tour Tuesday. Already pledged you the new Nicki Minaj, Barbie Dreams. Phantom voted Happy Turd. I voted Turd on that song. Wasn't all, all that good. I can't wait to hear the diss tracks that come back out. Now talking trash about Nicki Minaj after she called out pretty much every rapper alive. Very interested to hear what happens with that. Your country song this week is by a guy I do like, Jake Owen. And uh, the song is Down to the Honky Tonk. I wonder if this is a diss track, too. I doubt it. Could be. Got a house down a back road. I got a flag on the front porch. I got a dog named Waylon. I got a driveway that needs paving. I got a boat. With a two-stroke, a couple guaranteed to make you laugh jokes. I got friends in low places. Yeah, life is what you make it. Bass laughs. I end up in the Hall of Fame with a star on the sidewalk with my name. Or a statue in my hometown when I'm gone. Nobody gonna name their babies after me. It might not go down in history, but... Got a girl named Sheila, she goes bash on tequila. Got a job that gets the job done. I got a loan at the bank, it's a big one. The only place you might see my name is on the wall for a good time call. I'm a local legend on a Friday night in a Pat's Blue Ribbon neon line. I might not end up in the Hall of Fame with a star on the sidewalk with my name. Dude, let me just tell you. From experience, local legend bar star guy, the life ain't that great. No. We can stop singing about it. It's actually pretty sad. It kind of sucks, dude. <laughs> it's not that fun. You know what it is? I'll tell you. I've had that life. It's $90 worth of Ubers every night. That's pretty much what you win. That's what you win. On a wall for a good time call. I'm a local legend on a Friday night in a Pat's Blue Ribbon neon line. I might not end up in the Hall of Fame. Star on a sidewalk with my name Or a statue in my hometown when I'm gone No more statues. Nobody, Nobody can live up to statues. Babies after me I might not go down in history But I'll go down to the honky-tonk I'll go down I can't believe I'm going to ask you of all people this question. Okay. What in God's green earth I is, don't a, know. is I don't a honky tonk? I, 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 what does I that mean? I, I, well, wait. dude, you know the honky tonk man. Like, what does <laughs> like, <laughs> where does honky tonk uh, like? I mean, first of all, should am I? Can I say what? Dude, can I say honky? Like, is that all right? I, I think I think honky tonk, much like disco, became both a music styling and a, a physical place. A physical like that's where you go to the honky tonk to listen to honky tonk, much like you went to a disco to, to listen, listen to, to, to disco to the disco, which is a little confusing there, but. That's the best as I can I can estimate it right there. I just all right now maybe again this goes to show you how powerful TV is. But I hear honky tonk and I think boar's nest. That's it. That's all I got. Like I got like dude boar's nest old western two door saloon like that's what I got. That's what I got. Yeah, I mean and that's essentially what it is is a bar that provides country music for entertainment and a style of music in that establishment. So it's a little bit of you know it's it, it's multiple things to multiple people there. Oh my god, kicking country is a honky tonk. <laughs> <laughs> 
First used in print in 1874 honky tonk. That's weird. I can't even believe I can say that. Like it just that word is so ridiculous to me. No statues. I'm anti-statue. You know, I'm willing to bet somebody has named their kid after Jake Owen, right? Feels possible. He's big enough. And it's Jake. It's not like it's a crazy name, you know? All right, hold on. Here we go. Urban Dictionary has Honky Tonk listed as a loud, rowdy bar that plays honky tonk country music typically full of drunken hillbillies having a good old time to get out. Honky tonkin'. Jeez. I got to tell you, dude, if I get that text message, hey, you want to go honky tonkin'? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't know what honky tonkin' is, but it sounds like something where we're going to be happy about the fact that, we, you know, it sounds white prideful to me, and I'm like, nah, I'm, your boy's not in on yeah, that. Much like mudden, I'm not sure what it is, yeah. but I know it's not for no, me. I, dude, hold on. Hold on. We're, we're, we're going to go get dirty on purpose? Uh, <laughs> ah, dude, right. Your boy's probably out on that. Yeah, dude, if it's big on the banjo, I don't love it. I uh, there's uh, there's new Jayco and down to the honky tonk. Fans, don't give me the vote. Not a um, I Whoa. actually am kind of opposite there. If it if it has like a banjo sound or a honky tonk sound, I'm probably a little bit more likely to like it. I think Jake Owen has a cool voice. He's got that deep baritone country voice, um, and I think the song will definitely definitely find its way to Hitsville. So on those criteria, I'm going to call it not a turd right there. All right. The amount of people telling me that honky tonk is a bar. I mean, guys, come on. I mean, come on. I mean, there's a little facetious there. A little facetious there. Like, I don't think I could maybe get it around to. I bet it. I mean, dude, I knew it was the boar's nest for crying out loud. I knew it was that. I just, dude, the word is just, I could never say that, but I would never say disco either. Let's go to the disco tonight. I would have never said that either. But the, the word honky tonk, I just, I can't even, I, I honestly, I, it makes me feel creepy even to say it. I would, it, it, no, you know, I'm not going honky tonking with you either. <laughs> I, I, dude, I will be saying that in my head all day. But new Jake Owen down in the honky tonk, turd. It's a turd. Not a fan. I got a song I'm excited to play. Haven't heard it yet. This is new Allison Chains, Never Fade, next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show, Rock 106.9. We'll send you out to Las Vegas. That being at 11 o'clock this morning, she'll have your third keyword of the day. Get you out there for the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Festival. Make sure you're checking out Teresa every single afternoon after uh, we're done there. Nearing the end of uh, New Tour Tuesday, already played you the new Nicki Minaj. We were split on that. Then we played you the new Jake Owen, Down in the Honky Tonk. We were split on that. And now we have a, uh, a new song from what I would think is probably my second favorite band out of that whole Seattle scene. The Screaming Trees were probably my favorite out of bands you've heard of, though, like the Stone Temple Pilots of the world, the Soundgardens, the Nirvanas. I would probably take Alice in Chains above all of those bands. Um, Soundgarden is a band that actually I have gained more respect for as I got further away from that scene. Then... When they were out, like Bad Motorfinger, I thought was a great album, but I've, I've learned to like that band a little bit more as I've gotten a little bit older. In the moment, Alice in Chains was by a mile my favorite band it, Like when all that stuff was out. 
um, and new, but they have a uh, new track out. It's called Never Fade. Let's take a listen. Good start. Cantrell knows how to play the guitar, there's no doubt. There. Yeah, right down the middle here. Sounds like I've already heard this song. Which, by the way, one of the reasons why we're doing this is because I was uh, I was at the gym the other day and I got like I created like a like a rock gym mix on my iHeartRadio. Ding, and uh, one of the songs that I put on it that I had forgotten about was "We Die Young" by Alice in Chains, and. I was in the middle of a workout and I wanted to give up and that song came on and I hadn't heard it in a long time and I was like, man, I forgot how good this band's album tracks are. Like, I forget the name of the actual, I think it was just a self-titled, that album that had like the dog with only three legs on it. I think my favorite song by Allison Chains ever, it's a non-hit, it's called Head Creeps, it's on that album, so good. And I listened to those songs back to back that day and I was like, damn, that band was good. So then when I saw they had new stuff coming out, I was like, yeah, let's get that on New Tour Tuesday. So here's it again, it's ne- uh, Never Fade. The chorus is a little bit more seether than it is Alice in Chains. But I like seether. And if you really look at it, seether's probably a little bit of Alice in Chains in there. You right, know what yeah, I mean? Exactly like self-serving right. cycle here. Yeah, where'd they get it? Right. What I like about the who, and I, I don't know the guy's name who's singing for them. What I like about him, though, is that when you go see them live, he does the Lane Staley stuff really well. Like, they still sound pretty good. And, but when he does this, it doesn't sound like he's trying to rip Lane off. Like, it's not like, hey, I'm trying to do that. He still sounds like his own singer, which is, which is good that he can do both there. I like the chorus the second time better than I did the first time around. Familiar with it, yeah. Yeah, I like it better the second time around.
sounds exactly like it's supposed to. Everything, yeah. everything that's happened, it's just like, yep. It's amazing when you think about the fact that Alice in Chains was at the peak of their popularity in 1992-93 that you can still go back to that well in 2018, make it sound updated but still very time-stamped in that era but it still sounds good. It's amazing. Some chains there. Never fade is the new one there. Fans, don't give me the vote there, buddy. Not a turd. Everything I would have expected. Now, do I think that's going to be one of the all-time great Alice in Chains songs? No, but it was pretty damn good, and it certainly makes me want to go back and visit, you know, older stuff from theirs. I'm going to call that not a turd. I don't think it's a smash hit. But for new Allison Chains, I think it was pretty damn good, and uh, I'll go above you. Yes, will I go back and listen to some old Chains? Yes, but that has me interested to hear the rest of new Allison Chains. So therefore, I'm going to vote not a turd. Not a turd! Yay. Pretty easy to make me happy with that band again. Check My Brain was like one of the first songs they put out with that new singer, and I love that song too. So uh, Allison Chains just know how to flip the happy switch in my brain musically. Teresa will get you guys hooked up with another trip to Las Vegas for the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Festival. She'll do that at 11 a.m. We'll be back at this live tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. You guys have a great afternoon. See ya. Hope you boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106. Yo guys, Fantone from the Stansberry Show here to tell you about the Rollholt Vision Institute. It still happens to me all the time, dude. I wake up in the morning, I reach for my glasses, and all of a sudden I remember, dude, you do not need those. I got 20-20 vision thanks to the LASIK surgery I had done at Rollholt. And I'm telling you, your summertime is going to be so much easier when you don't have to worry about glasses or contacts. So if you've been thinking about LASIK surgery, I know you have some questions, which is why the Rollholt Vision Institute has made everything perfectly clear for you at their website. That is RollholtVision.com.